Hi, I'm Peter Alsop. Thanks for stopping by for our Songs to Chew episode. This week, let's listen to one of the songs from my In the Hospital album, New Ground. It's about how our lives shift when a big loss happens. Things go along smoothly, then bang! Something occurs and our lives change drastically and our perceptions shift. A little girl in a wheelchair once told me that I was T-A-B. I said, gee, really? I don't even know what T-A-B stands for. She smiled and said, temporarily able-bodied. She was right. I hadn't thought much about how quickly an accident could happen, and I could suddenly be unable to walk or throw a ball or speak. If we're able-bodied, and we want to understand the plight of people who are other-abled without going through what they've gone through, we need to be willing to listen to their stories, to open our hearts and allow some of our own uncomfortable fears and painful feelings to surface. So, from in the hospital, let's listen to our song to chew for today, New Ground. The leaf falls from the tree, the sap runs deep. Snow in the winter covers seeds that sleep. Sun melts the ice and the warm earth gives water to the sprouts and the green world lives. Watch for a sign, keep your heart alive. The spirit breaks new ground whenever something dies. Watch the shadows closely, the tears will clean your eyes. The spirit breaks new ground whenever something dies. You may have lost a toy. You may have lost a dream You may have lost a friend Someone who you need Your chest can feel the pain That makes it hard to breathe But your love will always stay And the pain will for a sign keep your heart alive the spirit breaks new ground whenever something dies watch the shadows closely the tears will clean your eyes the spirit breaks new ground whenever something dies I played my dulcimer on this song, and the wonderful Novi Novog played her viola with me. Background vocals were Miriam Cutler and Shelby Flint, my kids Megan and Willow, and a bunch of our local Topanga buddies, Inara George, Vanessa Shaw, Abby Stallcup, Kaylin McGraw, and Mary Patterson. Sometimes when we lose something important in our life, we see the things around us with new eyes. 
even though we're overwhelmed with hurt and sadness and we wonder how life can continue to go on around us, our tender state of grief often creates in us a heightened awareness, a new ability to notice the sparks of life and the loving acts around us that we didn't really notice as we went about our normal daily routines before our loss. Some people believe that heightened awareness comes from a higher power, a spiritual force in their life, and they feel comforted by the idea that we are not really in as much control over our lives as we think. At times of loss and sadness, when our life feels very much out of control, we simply have to let go and say to ourselves, okay, if I'm going to get through this, I'm going to have to step back and see this experience from a different perspective. And as we do that, our attitude shifts and our experience changes. As we grow out of childhood and become adults, we learn to be as clear as possible about what's going on around us. Some areas of our lives, like death and loss, bring up our very human feelings of sadness and anger and fear that are inherently painful, unclear, and confusing. So the idea of discussing death and loss with our children can be very difficult for us. When we lose someone or something important to us, no matter what the reason or how temporary it may be, we naturally feel an emptiness and sadness inside. A child whose pet has died or an adult who has lost a dream or missed an important life goal will each experience similar emotions. And if we don't have much experience with these feelings, we generally try to avoid them because they're painful and we find ways to stuff them down. We medicate them. Of course, if that's how we've learned to respond to these painful feelings when they come up, then we don't really have a robust and healthy feelings vocabulary, do we? And it will be difficult for us to be a safe place for our children to help them build their own healthy feelings vocabulary for themselves. Feelings can be very contagious. So when someone around us is sad, our own unresolved sad feelings start to surface. If we haven't built some familiarity with these feelings when they come up, we will do what we know and shut them down in ourselves and in our children with phrases like, come on now, don't cry, be a big girl, cowboy up, here's a tissue, wipe your nose. And all of this is about us not wanting to feel sad rather than realizing that our child needs to build some familiarity with feeling skills. When they're sad and crying, I want my kids to know how and where to go to find some comfort when it happens. Children need to know that when painful feelings come up, we will not die from them and that they will eventually pass. How in the world can we help our children if we don't have some skills and familiarity with these feelings ourselves? Children with catastrophic illnesses often know when their parents can't or won't face their own fears about their child's illness or death. Kids in these situations often protect their parents by maintaining the same level of denial that their parents have. I've learned that the opposite of love is not hate, but fear. When we're afraid, our fears can cripple our ability to be loving and open to the feelings of our loved ones. Each one of us, regardless of our age, needs safe people around us who are able to listen to our unfinished business and are accepting of all of our fears, anger, tears, and sadness. That's it for today. I'm Peter Alsop. I hope to see you next week. Bring a friend, and we'll have another song to chew. Bye for now.